Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello and welcome to the post-match podcast. Liverpool beating Crystal Palace by two goals to one. The mentality monsters do it again. Um, let's hear from Paul Machen first and foremost. Hello everyone, welcome to the Red Men TV. The mighty Reds have just beaten Roy Hodgson's Crystal Palace 2-1 at Selhurst Park thanks to a late goal from one Roberto Firmino. And um, yeah, what a wonderfully, delightfully stressful game of football that was. We've had a lot of them this season really, haven't we? And look, the, the big instance of the game, you've got Crystal Palace's goal. I think Liverpool are, are Liverpool switched on enough given the, given the situation. I'm not sure. I mean, I'm not doing this in any chronological order, I realise, as I say it. Uh, obviously, Liverpool take the lead. Crystal Palace equalised. There's the VAR decision in the, in the midst of it all as well, uh, in the first half. And then, obviously, Firmino goes on. And then you've got Sahar's chance toward the end. And, you know, there'll be people saying Liverpool were lucky today. I get that. Uh, I do. I, I don't think we were... I don't think we were lucky in the VAR stuff. I don't think we were lucky in the fact that we ultimately score two goals from open play. I think there's an element of, you know, it kind of bounces around and we capitalise on it kind of thing. Like, uh, we're very lucky that Wilfred Tahad doesn't score that goal toward the end because he's completely unmarked. I mean, he hadn't scored a goal this season and it was obvious going into the game that he was going to cause us problems because I think he's a fantastic footballer. He should score more goals, takes his goal really, really well. But there's a reason why he doesn't score loads of goals. There's a reason why players end up at Crystal Palace in the attacking positions. I think, you know, and that's why you got Christian Benteke there. I didn't want to say it during the game. Chris said it during the game and it led us to a very nervy situation when Christian Benteke nearly scores an overhead kick and we have to bat a page out. But mercifully for him, it doesn't happen. But yeah, Zaha takes the shot on the on the volley for some reason when he's got all the time in the world to just take his time, take a touch and, and, and slot it. And we should be very, very grateful for that, for that really, because otherwise it would be points dropped for Liverpool. But it was, ended up being another example of Liverpool not playing at the best, um, but having that extra bit of something in decisive moments of football matches. I mean, look at Sadio Mane's goal. There's an element of fortune about it and how it ends up getting to him. But he takes it, he scuffs the shot, he scuffs into the turf, and it's both posts and, and ends up in absolutely fine with that. And then obviously Roberto Firmino is in the right place at the right time to, to, to score our second goal and ultimately the, the winner in the game as well. And, and no less than, the, the, I think, the, the efforts of the front players in particular. 
I think Crystal Palace played really well in this game, if I'm being perfectly honest. And, you know, we can say Liverpool maybe weren't great, but Palace did a lot to nullify that. First half in particular, the, the, the real concern for me, we've seen these types of games this season, but normally what happens is they let the fullbacks have the ball, but they let them have it the ball in our own half. So you'd end up with, with Trent, he's playing crosses from very, very, very deep. Uh, we've seen Sheffield United, Arsenal tried to do a little bit of that at Anfield as well. But this game, we were playing a lot of straight balls over the top, and Fabinho very nearly pulls off pass of the century to Mane in the in the first half. But you've got to, it's you're looking at perfection if you want to pull that off. And I saw two or three opportunities where, okay, maybe it was just us saying, well, it's not working, it's not clicking. Let's just go a little bit more direct. And that's, I guess that's kind of fine, trying to find different ways of winning. But we we weren't fluid and we weren't causing the problems. And Alex Oxlade Chamberlain had a, a pretty poor game in the first half from the left. Once he switches over and Mane comes to the left, I think we were a little bit better. And then in the second half, I thought we we were we were a went great but we were we were more threatening I think you know more things happen you got the chance where Jordan Henderson plays you through to Sadio Mane and he, and, he, and he strikes it wide we went great but we were certainly improved in the second half the, the thing for me and the ultimate take home from this game is you know we'll do the analysis will be there we'll do the final word there uh, we're gonna I'm gonna record the instant match reaction show for about 15 minutes talking a bit more in depth on this uh, that's gonna go on the redmentv.com shortly um the, my big take home was the game finished and I was nervous and I was a, a bit like Yes, thank God we got through the game. But two minutes later, I, I could check social media. I'm like, oh, God, yeah, it's City-Chelsea next. Brilliant, because that's the beauty of this. You know, a time of, uh, you know, we're, we're live streaming this now. We're 12 points ahead of Manchester City. Now, that, that's probably going to go back down to nine points. But who's asked? Because nine points is an amazing lead to have over Manchester City regardless. And they, Liverpool have done it now. Regardless of how they did it, those three points are in the bag. They're on the board. They can't be taken away from us. Same with Leicester's as well. And now Man City are in a situation where you know a team that's above them in the league is gonna, has got a real chance to have a go at them. And even if they come out on top, it's going to be a physically, there's going to be a physical exertion. And there's something about Man City being the chasing team that Liverpool had to deal with a lot last season, where you know that no matter what score you put out in that game, you can go win that 7 0. It doesn't stop the gap being nine points. And whether that, again, has a tangible impact on the game today, I don't know. But it is an exhausting mentality to have when you enter an exhausting period of the season. So, look, Liverpool have gone through this. They've got a bunch of teams now that they, on paper, in inverted commas, should be beating. I'd be happy for us to win it like that. For all, for the, I'd win every game in December like that if I'm being perfectly honest, because I think Man City will start, heads will start to go, because we start to look like there's no there's no beating us, and no matter how good they are, it's not going to matter, and that's my big, most important thing about this game, we're going to have tight games, we've had them before, we're going to have them again, the most important thing is ultimately the win, um, and let's be honest, probably secondary to that is how many people's heads have fallen off because we had a perfectly legitimate uh, VAR call go in our favour, Dejan Lovren gets pushed, the, is it Wolf Sahar gets pushed over? Pushed over. <laughs> Get lightly contacted by Trent. A free kick's given. Sound. No one go. No one's kicking off about that. Then they get the ball come in. Dejan Lovren ends up getting pushed over. And there's people going, oh, Liverpool fucking honestly injected directly into my veins. I live for stuff like that. When Liverpool have won and fans of other clubs are claiming conspiracy theories. Oh, oh it's delicious stuff. Next, it is me and my match reaction. Apologies for the intro. I got a little bit crazy.
Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, FSG proudly bring to you the soon-to-be champions of the world with the road dog Jürgen Klopp, the badass Bobby F and the soon-to-be piss-boiling unbearables. The greatest football team the world has ever seen, Liverpool. Yes, that's what Liverpool are about right now. We are piss-boiling up and down the country from the length to the breadth. It doesn't matter. We're in everybody's heads. VAR has been brought in to give Liverpool the lead title. Liverpool will never win a game of football with VAR, mate. Liverpool are the best team in the fucking country. We're proving it week in, week out. We never, ever, ever give up. And there ain't nothing that anybody can do about it right now. We go in there, we don't play particularly well against Crystal Palace, but it doesn't matter. We score two goals, we concede one. Vars in there, there's a push on Dejan Lovren. There's a push on Dejan Lovren and the entire Twitter, the entire Twitter world has gone absolutely insane. Oh, it's Liverpool! It's Liverpool! It's fucking Liverpool! It's fucking Liverpool, mate. That's what we do. We just boil piss. That's all we've been about. Are you kidding me? This Liverpool side doesn't know when it's beaten. This Liverpool side doesn't know when they're drawn. And they just go out there and they score goals until the game's won. Generally a 2-1 because that's what we do. We can see goals now. Um... Not a great performance, I'll admit it. Not a, not, a, not a fantastic performance. Not one that you're going to write home about in 50 years, about, oh yeah, I was there at Crystal Palace, even though I wasn't, so I wouldn't be writing that. Um, but it's great to see, isn't it? I mean, Liverpool don't get out of bed this morning and still walk away from Crystal Palace with the three points. And look, there's, there's so many, there's some good performances from Liverpool players and some different performances. I think, you know, Sadio Mane gets that first goal and that's brilliant because... He kind of scuffs his shot a little bit. It comes off the key, but it's a terrible save and it's both posts. And then Van Arnold just kicks the ball into the net anyway when it's already in. What a lovely way to score a first goal. Then Liverpool can see the goal. No one's asked about it. Well, we are. We're all absolutely dying. Um, then Liverpool scored a second goal. We break our couch. Um, because Paul pushes me and I fall into Tom and Tom breaks the couch and we're literally just propping it up on cushions at this point. I'd show you, but it's probably not in camera. Um, but trust me, the couch is broken and the video will be out later on. Liverpool have done it again. Liverpool have put the pressure on Manchester City once again. Uh, and, you know, we spoke in the build-up to this game about whether Liverpool are going to be able to get over the next hurdle after beating City and how they can't fall at that next hurdle. Well, Liverpool didn't fall at the next hurdle. They might have taken a little stutter step before they jumped over it. In fact, they probably did. But they certainly didn't fall. And we carry on and we forget about it and we move on to Napoli. Now we move on to Brighton. Fabinho picks up a yellow card, so we know he's going to be missing for that game. Um, it was a clever yellow card. He did it with his knee this time um, there was opportunities for us to put that game to bed clearly and there was opportunities for Crystal Palace towards the end of the game as well where they should have done just much better um, I think the Bobby Firmino one for me uh, you know absolutely should have scored that one it was a good save although I've not seen a camera angle that suggests it was a save um, there was one where Dejan was back stick uh, probably could have lashed his head at it instead of trying to go at it with his hand and then decided that's a silly idea. Um, but he had a good game, all told. Uh, and then, obviously, the big one right at the end. I mean, Ben Teke's over a kick. Uh, that one sent me west, um, mainly because I'd called him shit just prior to him coming on, thinking they'd had the three substitutes. I know what I'm like. You see, I am a bad jinx. So I said, oh, have they had all three subs? Yeah, Ben Teke's shit. And I asked Tom if they'd had all three subs. Am I right, Tom? 
and you said yes, and they hadn't, then they brought Benteke on. Then Paul's absolutely fucking raging at me because he knows what's coming. Then Benteke almost instantly gets an overhead kick shot. And I think everyone just stopped watching the telly and started looking at me, just fuming, to be honest with you. I felt bad. Uh, and then Benteke does brilliantly for their goal as well. I mean, you know, he's the one who's slaloming in through the right back, through a, a midfielder, I think it was, before he passes the ball off probably to Townsend, Townsend, then on to Zaha, who hasn't done much, uh, but seems to do something today. Um, yeah, I think that's five wins on the bounce against Crystal Palace now. As I say, it's not one that we're going to be thinking of in, in years gone by, but it is just another win by Liverpool Football Club, and that's what we do now. When you look around the, the league table and you see teams like Everton losing to the, who were bottom of the table, Norwich, and you see the now bottom of the table uh, team in Southampton getting a draw against Arsenal, but then you've also got an eye on Leicester uh, getting a 2-0 victory over Brighton. Um, Liverpool just keep doing what they do. They just keep gathering three points, and they keep putting as much distance as is physically possible uh, between them and the teams behind them. Now Manchester City play Chelsea. It's over to you. Let's see how you're going to do. In fact, that game will have been six, seven minutes in as I'm recording this now. So City are probably 2-0 up uh, and cruising. Um, but yeah, I mean... There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Not a good performance. Liverpool get the three points. It's kind of what we wanted, isn't it? I mean, you know, don't get me wrong. I'd want a really nice performance and stuff as well. Then it's player ratings. It's got to be player ratings. We've got to do player ratings after that. And you've got to listen to it right now. Hello, hello, welcome to the Red Ben TV. It is the player rating show after Liverpool beat Crystal Palace by two goals to one. Um, yeah, I'm here to give player ratings and I've, I've given it no thoughts, which is about the same as normal, if I'm perfectly honest. Um, but, uh, you know what, I'll just start with the goalkeeper because I always start with the goalkeeper. Um, Alisson, can't see that he had so much to do. Um He's let himself go a bit, if I'm honest. I think, you know, his hair's a bit of a mess and stuff right now. 
Um, I'm not sure why that is. Um, I don't think it's got any relevance to how he's performing. I don't think he had anything to do with their goal going in. Um, he, he, he tries to get down and, and it's unfortunate he doesn't get a hand to it. Um, I'll probably just give him a 7 out of 10 and I, I feel like I'm probably going to go a lot of 7 out of 10s and, and stuff today. You know, Trent Alexander-Arnold got some decently whipped balls into the box. I remember that crossfield pass that went straight to I think it was Andros Townsend, which wasn't very good. Um, generally speaking, he was he was really good against Will Zaha as well. I think, you know, um, I'm not sure if Benteke does rip Trent in the build-up to their goal or not, but obviously it's in that that area of the pitch. Um, I'll probably give him a seven out of ten to be honest. I thought he dealt with Zaha really well. He's a player that often scares me. Uh, he's so tricky, isn't he? And it was it wasn't just Trent. It was Hendo coming back and helping out. It was Mane at times when he was over on the right hand side coming back and helping out, and and Alex Oxley Chamberlain as well. But the way we deal with that really is brilliant, and, it, and it's more of a team game than just leaving a guy one on one. But Trent Trent was sound today. Uh, Degsy Lovren. I like this performance. I'll probably give him an 8 out of 10. I thought he was really good. Uh, alongside Virgil van Dijk, who I thought just won everything. Uh, I'll probably give both of them 8 out of 10, to be honest with you. Um, you know, we, 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 we know what to, to expect from Virgil now. And I think Lovren, since he's come back into the side, certainly this time around, has been good in every game that he's played. You know, no mistakes, no silly errors, not taking risks with the ball at his feet. Um, just good performances. Uh, Left-hand side, Robbo probably... Probably a 7 out of 10 as well. I think he had a little bit of a, a tough half against Townsend in, in the first half and then second half probably kicks on a little bit and starts attacking a little bit more and starts driving forward with the ball at his feet and stuff. Um, so yeah, Fabinho, I think probably I, I like this performance again. I'll probably give him an 8 out of 10 just like the centre-halves. You know, those those balls, first half, where he's, he basically turns into Andrea Pirlo, um, they're absolutely outstanding. And, you know, one of them over the top to Mane, who, who with a better first touch probably rounds the goalkeeper. Um, and he does another one later on as well in the first half. And just superb to watch. And I love watching Fabinho play. Um, Centre-mid, Jordan, I'll probably give him a... Um, probably a seven out of ten. Um, again, you know, not outstanding performances, but did his job and, and worked back and and helped Trent Alexander Arnold out. And I loved the fume when he was coming off because the referee made him go off at the near side, the, the near side to him, and he had to walk all the way round when he wanted to change armbands with Milner and all that type of stuff. But probably a seven out of ten. Genie the same. Uh, there was a couple of really good interceptions and really good tackles from Genie working back to help the defence going forward. There wasn't quite as much out of out of Wijnaldum and Henderson. Obviously, Wijnaldum has that big chance where you just want him to be the Dutch number ten. But what we got was the Liverpool number eight. Um, not the guy who's coming off the back of scoring a hat trick over the international break, but the guy who doesn't score many goals for Liverpool but does score important goals a la Barcelona. Um, so yeah, probably a seven out of ten for him. Um, over on the right hand side, Ox I thought was probably um, it was a tough afternoon for Ox. What? Chelsea one nil. Chelsea one nil. How the fuck didn't they celebrate? Who scored? I don't know, I'll find that one. They're probably watching it on a fucking delay. <laughs> They've not yeah. celebrated. Maybe they're actually working. Um, Ox. Ox was, it was a bit of a, a tough afternoon for Ox, wasn't it? I think, you know, first half he, he plays over on that left-hand side and he wasn't in the game at all. Second half he moves over to the right-hand side and he wasn't really in the game at all. Um, and, uh, you know, a thankless task. Really. He did a lot of tracking back, uh, a lot of putting himself in the right position to stop their build-ups and stuff like that. Um, probably a... 
probably a five out of ten for Ox, if I'm honest. Um, I don't want to be overcritical. I think he's in a place that he doesn't normally play. He doesn't normally play in that position for Liverpool anymore. Um, so a bit of a struggle for Ox. Uh, over on the left-hand side, Sergio Mane obviously gets the goal. Probably puts in an eight out of ten performance. Every time he picks the ball up, he looks dangerous. Sorry, Tom. Right, they actually have scored. I was thinking it was a comment there. I am still live on the comments, but I'm on a microphone that you can hear me. What Chelsea else? have actually scored. I heard two minutes ago, but I was waiting for the confirmation screen from you guys. Um, so you can see now that the number 17 has passed it on. Oh, it's a lovely little one too there. You can't see. I'm just talking. What a ball over the top there. Is it Kante? It's Kante! <laughs> yes. Sorry, everybody. I am totally back. Uh, Bobby Firmino, um, that was Kante, it was actually Kante. Um, Bobby Firmino, probably a, a 7 out of 10 for Bobby, if I'm honest with you. Get in, Chelsea. I just vaulted the table there, you know, by the way. You probably can't see it, but I actually did. And I vaulted, not only that. I vaulted the leg to our couch that I was talking about on the match reaction. So if anyone needs a leg for a broken couch, they're more than welcome to it. Um, I only send it UK, not sending it worldwide, it cost a lot of money that. Bobby Firmino, did I give him a seven? Yes I did. James Milner, a six probably. Divock Origi was pretty poo when he came on but he injured two of their players through no fault of his own. Um, probably a six out of ten for Divock as well and then Joe Gomez, yeah probably a six out of ten something like that. Um, I'm going to end the video now, um, I'm not going to lie to you, oh no I've got to do comments. I want to go and watch the Chelsea game. <laughs> but let's do some comments now, right, Tom? Yeah, um, Dan the Man kind of summed up quite a few, so thank you. Dan the Man says, par for the course for us after an international break. Not fully in sync, but these mentality monsters just grind out wins, whatever the situation. I'll take any win at Selhurst Park. Dan the Man should probably be doing these shows because he's just shown more insight in one sentence than I have in two videos. You're absolutely right. I have not mentioned the international break at all. And we come back and once again, we get a win off the back of it. You know, you're right, Jürgen talked about us being mentality monsters. He talked about it after Barcelona being these fucking mentality giants. And that's what we are. And, you know, it doesn't matter now what situation the game is in. These guys don't give up. These guys will continue to just find a way to win. And it's what I love about this side. There's a real sort of togetherness and a team chemistry that just means we've been in these trenches before we know how to get out of these and we will do um, and it's just absolutely great to see and we didn't even have to go behind in this game to do it which was nice it wasn't as you know as the as it has been when we've come back late against Villa and Tottenham and all them when we've gone behind but yeah just brilliant have you got another one for us mate yes um Ryan Nathan well mad done. name well sorry um, he says and Fabinho Sorry, uh, he says Fabinho took a yellow to miss the Brighton game. How smart! I don't, I don't, I, yeah, I, I don't know whether he did take a yellow. If I'm honest, um, to miss the Brighton game, but and I don't want to. Oh, I can touch wood while I'm saying it. Um, and nails, nice. Um, I think it's a game where on paper and football's not played on paper. Liverpool can play without Fabinho and whether it's going to be an Adam Lallana coming in there, whether Henderson drops in, whether Wijnaldum drops in, I don't know. We'll, we'll discuss that as, as we come up to the game. We've got a big game against Napoli, which I now think that Fabinho will start regardless. I probably, uh, I probably th thought he would start anyway. Um, but yeah, all told, 
not a bad game for, to miss on paper. Yeah, and lastly, Mr. A just says, oh my God, Chelsea could get a second here. They are playing so good. Well, in about two minutes, I'll have to go out there and see that phase of play because right now they're well behind as you heard. You probably you probably didn't hear them scream, but they all screamed. There's three of them in there and they're absolutely loving life right now, as I'm sure Frank Lampard is and uh, Jürgen Klopp. But Chelsea are dangerous as well, aren't they? You know, we can't write Chelsea off the form that they're in. That's at the Etihad. And Chelsea have gone 1-0 up. Maybe, maybe we'd like them to take a little blood from each, so maybe a little draw there would be nice. Um, although I do think that, you know, Chelsea with the youngsters that they're blooding into the side, they will struggle as we get towards December because they're not used to uh, you don't get that level of consistency like you do with more senior players so I do think Chelsea are more likely to drop off than Manchester City so maybe a Chelsea win would be good for us and finally if you are a subscriber to the RedmenTV.com then you will know that after each and every match the old instant match reaction that was on YouTube is available as a podcast to you and as a video as part of your RedmenTV.com subscription uh, so you can listen to a little clip of that right now all of these lads we've got, and Shakiri falls into this category as well, are actually all a bit better playing in the last 15 minutes of football mm. matches. Uh, yeah. Kater as well, yeah, actually, yeah. You, can throw, you can throw into that. So I think Ox is probably, it's not a bad decision to start him, and I think he's much better when we move him over to the right and we move Manny over to the left. But I think that contributes to the whole thing when, and we end up in a situation where we're just pinging these long balls over the top, mm. straight long balls over the top and hoping something will, something will drop in. We weren't at our free flow invest until we. It's made a, a funny changes. one though with Oxley Chamberlain, isn't it? Because because of his performances coming off the bench, there was no real concern for me when he's named on that team no, sheet either. No, so no, you know, be, yeah. and 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 that's why and that's why it's it's kind of a difficult balance to find. He will get his obviously he'll get his minutes over the next few weeks when we have all these games mm. coming up, but. It must be difficult for Klopp because he, like us, probably knows that he's, he, the best way you can utilise Oxley Chamberlain right now is by coming off the bench. Mm -hmm. You know, it, 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 you know, it would have been perfect today if, if we were if we, when we'd gone one all, yeah. you know, to come on and try and change the game again and, and get yourself back ahead as fresh yeah. legs, but. At the same time, his performance is doing that justify a start from the players' perspective. And yeah, that's been uh, that's the post-match content for today. That has been the post-match pod. If you do want more Liverpool-related content from us at the Redmen TV, then please subscribe to the RedmenTV.com. It is just five pounds a month. It will hopefully enhance your enjoyment of this season, your enjoyment of all things Liverpool Football Club. It brings us joy to make that content. We'd love you to listen to it or watch it and consume it in any way you, you can. So thank you very much. We'll see you next time. Ta-ra. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.